Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quickie and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and back from his brief BetSports golf respite, Mr. Andy Molitor, sporting his very handsome waste management Phoenix Open, I assume? Yeah, the P is for Phoenix, and yeah, I got this down there at the uh, the old merch tent. Comfy hat, real stylish. I'm excited to add to the golf hat repertoire this year. I'm gonna buy. Nice I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy only from horrible events. So maybe I should. Jesus, maybe I should get a Honda one. This is kind of turning out to be a horrible, but used to be a pretty good event, guys. But it is the bye week, as I explained, and. Speaking of bye weeks, couldn't we'll get right into it because we started a minute or two late here, but uh, it's still the NBA All-Star break somehow. I'd forgotten that this is like a week-long thing. NBA will return tomorrow. That'll be some, there'll be some fun angles. Um, maybe we should highlight the top 10 dumb tweets of like, this is why I'm betting this because <laughs> this team is rested. And it's like, and the market doesn't know that there was an all-star game. God damn it. I said, we we're going to jump right into it. But did you see the, the tweet with the TikTok of the guy who's like, he was betting um, a bunch of parlays with like the game to be tied after 20 minutes in soccer. Like he parlayed like five six of them minutes and his his tiktok was like did you know the clock doesn't stop in soccer i was dead i'm like oh yeah he's like literally he's like the ball goes out of bounds they don't stop the clock there's a goal score they don't stop it nothing stops the clock in soccer like i'm just parlaying all these uh first it's like first 20 minutes score to be tied it's like yeah and and you know it made me mad it's like don't don't spoil a good uh you know, a good ha- life hack like that for everybody by putting it on TikTok because no, no way the sports books know that the most no. popular sport in the world doesn't stop their clock for out. Just out one of the basic rules games. of a game that has like a dozen <sighs> rules, really. Like, yeah, there's not a ton of like the only thing confusing is offside. But regardless, we will be back to NBA tomorrow. And as I, I brought this up uh, a few days ago, I was excited about this. I think it was something Drew and I actually touched on last year. And then I ended up, maybe, maybe you were on, you came on and talked to NBA with us a little one time. Maybe it was that episode, but for sure. I, for some reason found some in-season win totals. I believe it was all-star break last year. And there was a couple that had some value. I got excited again. I asked you if you would look into that. And not only did you look into that, but you bet some which is exciting and it's all one way one way traffic on these bets win total wednesday is back and we're gonna have an underful kind of second half of the season one of these is a bit of a bummer because we actually bet over on one of these teams to start the season so um r.i.p to our chicago bulls bets but you know as i look at this market the first thing you do andy and um i got a little scared because i kind of forgot um that books do this so you know i add up all my variances right because the variances should all equal zero that's just kind of a good double check of course not because the books have regular season wins they have five more wins in the market than they actually should there is only x amount of wins that are possible in an nba season um i believe the number is 12 uh 1230 wins in the season if you add up what you've got here the books have 1235 so um Definitely some value on a lot of unders here. I looked through a couple that I left off. I was actually close to betting an over on the Lakers. Um, 
just a really, really sweet schedule for them the next couple of weeks. They do have to play some tough teams, but have some nice long stretches at home. That team is interesting. So that was just missed for me. Our Orlando Magic, I think they can actually do better than the number that's posted. But um, as I start to look at it, they have really almost no chance of even making the play-in tournament at this point. So I wonder if they kind of shut it down. I stayed away from there. But again, three under looks. We'll start with the Charlotte Hornets. And speaking of teams that have nothing really to play for, um, this is a team coming into the season. I know a lot of some people thought might be plucky and fun. LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, some nice young pieces. And then um, Miles Bridges did something no one should ever do and will not be playing NBA basketball anytime soon, if ever again. Um, so you lose basically your second best player for nothing before the start of the season. Lamella Ball's been hurt. Gordon Hayward is a shell of himself. Terry Rozier just can't do it by himself. And they find themselves at this point, they're 17 and 43. They're a game or two out of the top, bottom three, if you will, for the league, for the top three amount of ping pong balls. And I forgot the exact numbers are, but the top three teams all get the same probability. So that's kind of what you're pushing for. And I see no reason for them to change things up here. It's a bad team. Even if they tried to win with the rest of this schedule, I just really can't see it here. Um, as I went through and kind of picked through their games, um, what everything, I had them um, only at 20 wins here. So there's a 24 and a half out there. If you see 23 and a half, that's fine too. 22 and a half if you have a chance to bet that. Again, not a lot of options, but every just about every regulated book has these hung. There are some teams that miss it that are missing. I forget which book had the Hornets, but just one, maybe two spots had the Hornets. Some teams are on, some teams are off. Now, we did bet the Bulls regular season win total over before the season. That is not going to win. Um, it was in a terrible shape as of a couple weeks ago, but the injuries continue to pile up. Lonzo Ball, who was supposed to be back, you know, kind of before the All-Star break, is now out for the rest of the season. And it's just, it's bad. The Bulls have really struggled to close out games, you know, almost the exact opposite of what we've seen in the last couple of years with this team. And as I look at the rest of their schedule, again, um, you know, hanging basically outside of the play-in tournament right now um, in the Eastern Conference. And, um, you know, they're two games back. And I don't know how they close up those two games. They've got some games against Toronto. Maybe that could help a little bit. But we know Lonzo Balls and coming back. And I wonder who else they're going to shut down at this point. Um, as I started to look at their schedule, I had this number. I made this um, 34 wins. Um, closer to 33, honestly. So 36 and a half. Let's go under there. See if we can kind of um, avoid the Polish middle, if you will, Andy. And then the San Antonio Spurs. Um, speaking of teams that are playing for nothing, um, the Spurs here, they, they have, let me see just quickly how many wins they have at this point. They have 14 wins. They would have to win seven more games this season to get over this number. I can't even see three, four games where they might even be favored, let alone actually have a chance to win. This number is nuts. Um, so grab under 20 and a half here, even 19 and a half. Um, you know, again, I had them right at 16 wins. So 20 and a half looks good. Basically, whatever you have under the Spurs, we know that they're just going to be calmly and quietly losing games whenever they have a chance. And again, even if they do try to win, it is not a good basketball team. There is no big men left here. Um, some of their best wing players continue to be hurt and kind of shut down. So let's stack up some unders. And again, as you're looking at these, be careful. There are too many wins in the market. So um, I would be a little hesitant towards some overs. And again, lean towards unders. And again, a couple other unders. I know people just kind of blindly want to say maybe Portland under, they should tank. Houston under, they should tank. Those numbers actually look pretty close to me. But, um, you know, if you wanted to kind of do a tank under parlay, I wouldn't mind that at all. I like a tank under parlay. I didn't know if that was available to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt these down. 
I feel like I have to bet these illegal books. Maybe that maybe Bet Online has these. They were tricky to find. Bet Online has them. I did but the find limits them, aren't though. great. Bovada has them. Oh really? So there's a couple yeah. places. All right. Bet so, US might have them too. I didn't check there. Kevin Hilmers says OKC to make the play-in tournament plus one ninety-five. I can't talk you out of that bet. It's so close. Again, they're a team that doesn't have much to play for, but they play hard every night. They're half a game ahead of Utah and Portland. They're a game and a half ahead of the Lakers. Um, you know, they're only half a game behind the Warriors. They're only uh, two games out of sixth place here. So uh, I I can't tell you not to bet that. I didn't do too much work looking at it, but that's 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 probably a little big. I like that. I, I feel like we did one of those last year, and there was a, like – there was some worry that they were actually going to get the six seed. Like, I, I think there was uh they almost did too good. I can't remember if it was, uh, who was the top I have seed in the, the playoff West? tournament? The Timberwolves? Um, the 10 seed. No, who was the seven seed? Uh, oh, I think the Clippers. Cl- yeah, I think it was. Years ago. Was Sorry, hold the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves Clippers game, where was that? Was that in Minnesota? The Timberwolves, no, the Timberwolves were the seven seed. You're correct. Yeah. The play-in champion Timberwolves. We need them to the do that play-in again this year. champs. Oh god, I kind of want them in the play-in game again. That was fun. Yeah, Kevin, tournament. actually, I have OKC in the play-in tournament right now. So plus one ninety-five. Let's do it. Fun, uh, fun fact: really bad storm that night. Did not get to watch the end of that Clippers game. Had to uh, follow the last five minutes on my phone to figure out if we were getting uh because I I want remember I was going to go to the the playoff series. I did end up. Yeah, exactly. That was a big pain in my ass. It's like, uh, let's just win this game so I can get some home games, have some fun, let's ride, and let's spin over to college basketball where I've been hot, hot, hot in opposite world. Um, been a scuffling season, and I just haven't had enough time. I really think I might just have to give up NFL. Just stop betting NFL. Stop doing NFL content. Because yeah, okay. So, okay, but there's just so much to do. I wanted lying. to I know. I just wanted to dig deeper into totals this year. I haven't had time. I'm. I have a big section of the rest of my week and next week cleared out for conference tournament stuff. Hopefully, it's uh the face deep into college basketball now. But I did have one today that I like a little bit in the Atlantic Ten. Is this uh? I'm gonna have to check the coach. Is this Frank Martin's team? Is this? Like uh, South Carolina Final Four, Frank Martin. Yeah, it is. Massachusetts. The Minutemen, not just a – I call it a punk band, I suppose. Not just a band anymore. The UMass Minutemen plus eight and a half. I am in strong disagreement with the market. I have this like a six, six and a half. I thought uh, when I pull my numbers and when I scrape, it scrapes from one particular site giving me the lines. Sometimes they're not perfect. Sometimes they'll say, oh, I'd bet plus four. Then I get to the sports books and it's already plus three. This is the opposite. Mine said plus eight. I'm like, I bet a plus eight. And everywhere is eight and a half. So market uh, coming in maybe a little bit the other way. So far, we'll see how this closes. Obviously, the game's not for a while. But UMass, you know what? If nothing else, they're fast. Highest tempo, fastest tempo in the Atlantic 10. Really good uh, offensive rebounding team. The offense, or the defense, excuse me, leaves a little bit to desired. They had a pretty bad stretch there in the middle of the season, kind of knocking them down in the market. But they had a nice get-right game 
against the Rhode Island boy Dukes the Rhode Island Rams. Rhode Island Rams Rams I don't know why I couldn't say that this is this is tough this is probably this is one of the toughest spots Dayton is one of the best teams this is uh, this is their toughest remaining team it's basically like Dayton VCU those are your tough those are your tough conference matchups but this is at home getting quite a few points at home against a Dayton team who's again I, I all over and over and over sloppy with the ball turns the ball over quite a bit it's going to be a weird stylistic game because they I said they run a really up tempo offense they one of the shortest um you know average possessions against Dayton who is the exact opposite quite a bit slower uh but Dayton not a great three point shooting team not a good free throw shooting team like I said turns the ball over a lot doesn't force turnovers and uh, like I said, I have this at a six. So pray, eat, eat, pray, love. Let's go UMass, Zoomass for the locals. And yeah, that's it for tonight. I have no idea what time this game is. Per use, uh, <laughs> I do know that we have some afternoon tennis. So you got nothing, nothing in the Middle East. We're going to stick to Mexico. Yeah, again, there's all the matches are kind of finishing up right now. Um, the market has just been betting Petra Kvitova. This match was supposed to have started by the end of the show, but um, looks like they're up after the Sabalenka match, which would finish shortly. If you're looking for something right now, take Barbara Krejcikova. I'm looking at plus 110. Um, have her actually is you know, kind of a small favorite here over Petra Kvitova. I've already bet that outright, so I'll maybe play that a little bit smaller. But Krejcikova plus 110 in Dubai if you're looking for some afternoon action. But, yeah, no lines for tomorrow yet. Just kind of a tough um, time zone and time area for us to do this stuff. But thank God they're still in Mexico in Merida. A um, couple plays I have there. One favorite and one spread here. Um, no totals, oddly enough. Um, it seems that I'm all totals or no totals. Yeah. It's very interesting. But, um, yeah, two plays this afternoon. We'll start with one that will be around 4 o'clock this afternoon. Kimi Burrell goes up against Wang Ziyu. The market has this minus 110 each way. I have Wang here, a pretty solid favorite, closer to minus 135 or so. Um, much more solid player. I think uh, Kimi here getting a little too much credit now at this point. She did qualify here, which generally helps you kind of in the first round. But we're around in here. Uh, Wang has been in town for a couple days, has had plenty of time to get used to the environment, play with the courts. So um, I, I don't really, you know, value the qualifying that much once you kind of get past that first round. So give me Wong here, minus 110. I think it's a nice spot for her. And Alicia Parks, um, minus 145. Some value there if you just want to play the money line. I had her closer to minus 165. But like the spread here, was able to get minus two here at minus 110. You know, generally would try to sell this out to two and a half or three, but smaller tournament, a lot going on this week. Didn't really see that option available. Too many books. So minus two at minus 110 is great. Again, if you have the option of two and a half, it may be plus 100 or three at a nice plus number. Go ahead and scoop that up. Um, and let me know because I wasn't able to find that. But uh, yeah, two short favorites here. Wang Ziyu and Alicia Parks in Merida. Merida. I like that. Give that a nice little flair. Um, north and east of that, in the Jupiter area, somewhere around there. I'm trying to think of the actual city this is in. It doesn't matter. It's in Florida. Honda Classic is going to be underway in the morning. I have some outrights. I already talked about Ben Griffin, and again, it's not like they'll ever sponsor us because we just we, you know. Where we're at, we're only going to be taking out sponsorship from like legal sports books. So I guess I can shit talk my bookie a little. 
And <laughs> we did. I mean, we did last week because of the whole, or before the Super Bowl, where everybody found out it was going to be bitch better have my money. We bet it there. They didn't take huge limits, but enough. And it's funny. They took the market down and then reopened it without the song that everybody was betting. Like, here's a bunch of losers bet into this. Real shitty move by those shitheads. But I do want to give them credit. Love the money bags. This is better than, like, everybody should adopt this because this is more addicting than any SGP. So uh, I did bet Ben Griffin at 66 to 1. But I, I did my one money bag click. And if you don't know what that is, you put in the amount you're willing to bet. And they'll say, I'll give you any golfer in the field randomly at 105 to 1. It's so and then you fun. hit it and it spins and it spins. It's so stupid. So stupid. But I got Ben Griffin again. Brilliant. So I have more Ben Griffin at 105. I did it for Liv as well. I got Mark Leishman. Not as good. Mark Leishman, 33 to 1. Rough. So uh, I will watch both tournaments because I did find out I have the CW. We'll see if the snowstorm affects that. But uh, one matchup I wanted to talk about. Heading into this is a couple of golfers that are playing some pretty shitty golf right now. And I'm betting one is going to be a slightly less shitty than the other one. Cam Davis over Harris English for the tournament, minus 109. Harris English has come back. We've seen middling results. He had hip surgery. It's funny. There's this joke that goes around the, the real golf hardos. Harris English and Hudson Swafford, same person. They kind of look the same. They both went to Georgia about the same time. They both live on Sea Island, I think. They're they're the same person. You never see them in the same room. But it's funny, Hudson, not, I feel bad. It's funny, this guy's super injured, has to have surgery. But Hudson Swafford is having the same hip surgery as Harris English. It just, it gets weirder and weirder. It's the only conspiracy theory I subscribe to. But this is Harris English. He did have hip surgery last summer. He was able to come back and... If you, yeah, I mean, you just go look. He he missed a good chunk of the spring. I think he played uh, the Sony and then didn't play again to the Memorial. Came back, played a lot of the swing season. Had some okay results in like September, October, but it's been kind of rough up until last week. And I think he's getting a little too much credit for a top twelve finished at the Genesis because he gained seven point seven strokes on the field last week. Eight point eight of them were on the putting green. Now, I know the number I said second was bigger because he literally lost strokes in all the other categories. He just putted so incredibly well compared to the field. Uh, a little bit around the green, I take that back. But tee to green, uh, off the tee and approach, he lost strokes. Still was able to have a, a pretty good week at the Genesis because he just putted his nuts off. And I don't see that... Uh, coming repeatedly, especially as we head towards a completely different type of putting surface as we go to the U.S. Southeast. So uh, just long-term form sort of stuff. You look at anything Harris English-based, it's going to be pretty poor. Short-term form, pretty poor outside of strokes game putting, strokes game, short game. So don't see that uh, continuing or at least continuing at that level as we move over to the Bermuda grass section of the world. And then, you know, Cam Smith, or excuse me, Cam Smith. I wish I got Cam Smith over him at this price. Cam Smith will be golfing in Mexico at the on the Live Tour this week. But Cam Smith, much, much better. Or fuck sakes, Andy. Cam Davis, much, much, much better ball striker, much better off the tee. And a weird one that shouldn't matter but somehow has, despite having to club down on so many of these holes, 
people with really good driving distance have performed well here. So another one where he's top 10 in driving distance in this field and Harris English is not as it sounds like the I'm Chevy chasing you're not uh, Harris English much shorter off the tee worse on par fours worse on bogey avoidance uh, and worse on just approach so getting him at a cheap price here I like this one quite a bit this is a full tournament matchup minus 109 and yes the live guys wouldn't play this event either although Danny Lee who just joined the live tour did not withdraw from this event until like yesterday he was you went to Bovada, you could bet him in both events. He was listed in both Mexico and Florida. I tried to parlay it. Did not happen for me. Pat Perez probably would ship this year, right, Cal? Um my gambling camp like... buddy. And then one quick Champions League bet just because I got Are we nervous we're doing this as like a serious actual play? It usually goes better when it's off the cuff. You've been thinking about this. I you know what? I just I wanted to bet Milan. So this is this is the process that I went through. And this is all this is all in like five minutes. This is not Andy spent all day jotting stuff down. I wanted to bet a, a Champions League match. I didn't like the other one. I said uh, I went and looked at Milan's like last few matches, and they did some, as the kids call it, shuffling rotation. Like they didn't play all their best players for all the minutes that they normally would have in the previous match that would have been in their in their league play. So you are seeing a fresher team here. And I said, oh, should I bet their money line? It's minus 140. Should I bet them minus 0.75? I thought about it. Um, should I bet them over one and a half for their team total? <sighs> they had a lot of low scoring matches where they, they had a lot of one nil wins, a lot of lower scoring matches where their defense played well and they just got, got on the board once. So I ended up going with an Inter Milan plus under three and a half. This is a prop you should be able to find anywhere. And I bet this at Bookmaker. So this is something that is pretty widespread. And if you have legal books, I mean, you can parlay anything the hell you want, put that together if you really need to. But I got plus 125 on here, looking for them to win it in a low-scoring KG affair. This is this afternoon. I think, the what is the other match? Oh, the other match is City versus Leipzig. Ah. And I gotta say that wrong. It's Leipzig. You gotta say the Why I is the total me. only two and a half? That's a trap. Uh, in the, the traps in the don't exist, match? but should that be three? When have that city totals ever less than three? So it's it's an away match. It is in, you know, it it is in. It's not it's not at the Etihad. It is in. I'm trying to think. This is Germany. Yeah, I always mix up the two RB teams. This is definitely in Germany. So and it, it's the first leg. Sometimes you do see these teams like if they, you know, if they're up in the away leg, you can kind of call off the dogs because at that point the tie is over. Like at, you know, if City were up one one nil late or two nil, you don't really have to press because you are you have the home match coming up where you you're probably going to be a massive favorite. And at that point, let's worry more about catching Arsenal. Not like City. It's not like City. City cannot win. City cannot win. Pep cannot win this. Like this is a silly match to even have. City should just forfeit this match. Go home. Worry about the domestic league. 
like they can't win with Pep. He's never he's just not going to do this. It's it's a thing. It's a weird curse. I don't understand. Well, why. They, they're out of the domestic league, right? Because of all the cheating with the money. So like this is yeah, all. They have who, left, who knows if they get a point deduction? I like this look ahead angle. You're talking to me to Leipzig. I can't tell if I should just be Leipzig plus a half, or maybe bet the draw, or maybe just Leipzig money line. <clears> I thought about I thought about the draw or just an under. I but in what world do I, am I excited about taking an under in a Man City match? You know, maybe maybe if we see lineups and it's a little weak, you can talk me into it. But uh, and Jeremy on Bookmaker, I just went to the match and expanded it, scrolled way down. Um, if you do a if you do a Control F, just type in three and a half. There's, a, it'll first come up on three and a half cards for one of the teams, and that or three and a half cards, and then you'll find it uh, lower. So Kevin says he took RB plus a half goal on the Asian line. I don't hate that too. Um, yeah, De Bruyne, KDB out. I guess that right. probably matters, seeing how he's one of the better players in the uh, in the Will world. Somebody let me position. parlay Leipzig here with that Oklahoma City to make the play in. Jesus Christ! Do the Kevin Hilmer's parlay off the rails. I love it. So, a little Champions League afternoon sweat for me. <laughs> I'm excited about it. So, if you <clears throat> are excited about the Champions League, and you should be, and they're they have a really good anthem too. If you have YouTube. If you have the time, no. it's a good song. Go find that if you need something to listen to. So <laughs> a good with song. that, we'll be back tomorrow for some Thursday gambling. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Good luck to all you and your bets. And have fun. Good luck. See ya. <laughs>